Hey there, welcome to Embrace Your Strengths podcast. You're going to hear inspiring stories of men and women who are embracing their top five Clifton strengths in all kinds of ways. You'll be encouraged to understand more about what's so great about you. Learn how knowing, developing, and living more moments using your strengths can bring you joy and purpose in your life. I'm your host, Barbara Colo. Hi there. Welcome to Embrace Your Strengths. I am so excited today to have a guest with me, Ginger Armstrong. Welcome, Ginger. Hey, Barbara. Thanks for having me. Oh, yeah. This is so fun. I appreciate you taking time out of your day, and I look forward to hearing more about you and your strengths. I would love to for you to introduce yourself, who you are, where you live, and what you do. Um, awesome. I am a women's director here in Austin, Texas. I'm also a mom, a, an avid reader, and honestly, like one of my biggest joys is just that I get to walk alongside women in various levels of life. So that's that's my biggest thing I do all day. Mm, that's awesome. Well, I know I've appreciated getting to know you over the last several years and just just appreciate just your warmth, your wisdom, and just your heart for women. And that comes through in so much of what you do. And I am excited to talk about your strengths. Maybe we could start with telling me what your top five Clifton strengths are. And yeah, I have some, a lot of some good questions about that. So let's start awesome. with that. Awesome. Okay. Well, my top five are connectedness, developer, individualization, strategic, and belief. Great. Well, I'm curious, like when you first learned about your strengths and kind of any insights that you'd ha- you've had over them. I know recently I met with your team at church and it was so fun to even understand that more, but I know, yeah. So let's start with that. Yeah. You know, prior to even coming into my current role, I uh, learned about my top five. And when you and I got together, we dug into like the full breadth of Clifton Strengths. But prior to that, I knew these top five. And I'll have to be honest, when I first saw them, I was like, oh, okay. Some of them I definitely saw showing up in my life. Other ones, it's just taking me time to get on board um, with what that actually looks like in my life. But I would say, you know, some that one that shows up like every single day is connectedness. I see the world through. <laughs> Everything is connected in one way or another. Yeah. Like what is, so what does that look like? I know it's sort of a odd strength quotation marks and maybe people that haven't really done this assessment are like, what in the world does that mean? Like, what does that mean to you? Like, how does it show up in your life? Yeah. And you know, it's funny because I could give, I'm going to give you two um, examples and one's going to sound like really frivolous and one's, but it's just reality. And one of them's going to sound, you know, like, okay, that, that makes sense. And that, and that's a, and I can see where that's a strength. I'll start with the one that, you know, where you definitely see that being a strength is that I'm always kind of connecting dots between people and relationships and things that people are gifted at and that they like to do. So if I see someone who, you know, I is always that listening ear, always that person who's ready to ask that question, hey, how are things going with you? Really will slow down. He'll take that time. He'll listen. In my mind, I'm thinking of people who need someone like that in their life. Someone who I might have someone that I'm thinking of that I'm like, oh man, these two people would be such blessings to each other. And that's connectedness. I'm never seeing anything like 
on its own. I'm always seeing, you know, where is it running parallel to where, who is that like, or who, where can I see that this person could either be a gift to someone or receive a gift from someone. So I think that's kind of like a practical way that that shows up. And then kind of in a frivolous way, like, you know, uh, my daughter, I have a 19 year old daughter and she's very much wired similar to me and connected. This definitely shows up in her top five as well. And uh, we were laughing yesterday about the fact that we hear a lyric or a word and we're thinking of seven songs that have that word <laughs> in it. Yeah. And um, like, you're not even trying to do it. You just find yourself singing that song later and you're like, where did I even get that from? And yeah. it's from just a word that you heard in your brain. I always feel like it's, we, we laugh and we say that it's kind of like our brains are on and they're going searching, 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 searching. And it's <laughs> yeah. like just finding that thing that connects. So it's like a lot of it goes on in the background and you're not even aware that it's happening. Oh yeah. I can totally relate to that. I have connectedness too. So you're that spot on, I would say. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> it's fun. It's a fun yeah. one. Well, and then your other ones, developer individualization, it seems like those really show up like with what you do with women and just listening. Yeah. And-, yeah. and I think that's a big part of it. You know, I was talking with my boss this morning and when someone comes into my office and we're talking, and this happens in my personal life too, and in things that I do out past my regular, you know, nine to five role. But, you know, specifically within being a women's director at a local church, like, you know, people will come into my office and they're like, oh, you know, I want to serve or I want to get involved or I have a heart for this group of people. I don't look at it like, hey, let's get a volunteer role filled. Hey, let's, you know, like I'm not trying to be results oriented. I want to stop, listen, pay attention, ask questions that help me get to know this person, what makes them tick, what it brings them joy, what's a drain, what actually takes away their joy and, and find them the role or help support them into a role or a position, or even sometimes it's not even a role or position in a volunteer capacity, something it's something they're wanting to go out and do in life. And they're looking for support or prayer or people to come alongside them. And um, so I just find that that's where this developer and individualization comes in. And I think too, like I, because I am on the outside looking in. And I think we could all say this is true. I'm sure you've had this show up a lot in your life. Barbara, I know in the relationship you and I have, this shows up a little bit, but even in other friendships and relationships, people can often see things in us that we can't see in ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I see that showing up for me a lot uh, where I'm like, well, have you ever thought about this? Or do you think you could use this particular gift? Like someone who has a heart for, you know, say women in their own age and stage, I will be like, could you you know, have a group of women in that same age and stage that you could kind of shepherd. So you're kind of shepherding alongside each other. You're, it's kind of like we're going side by side, but then could you take that group, which scratch that itch for you and then pour into another group of women, whether it's women, you know, one stage behind you that are kind of like, they're coming into being you, you know, in the next 10 years, or is it maybe even going further, you know, and pouring into middle school, high school, college age women. So just helping them see that if you're like, I have this heart for this group of people, but I don't know what to do with it. Like, what could that look like? Just helping them dream about what could be possible and maybe seeing some other things in themselves that they didn't see before. Mm, yeah, that that's really good. Well, and I, I even hear as you're talking about that, just your strategic strength, like you have that lens to help yeah. think as a bigger picture, what to, Tell me more about that because I feel like that's 
really big. And I love seeing how you bring that strategic piece to what you do. Yeah, that's so funny because as we've talked about, I mean, you and I talk about this a lot when we get a chance to, we're like, hey, you know, we love to, we both love this stuff. And so we love to dive deep on these things, but I still find it surprising that I don't think about that that that's happening. Like I'm not consciously trying to. <laughs> right. Not like, oh, let's be strategic. <laughs> yeah. I didn't like say, let me put on my strategic hat and go into my strategic mode. You know, it's like, it's just always there running and it's always problem solving, to be quite honest. I think one of the biggest things that I learned from the training that you uh, were involved in teaching our team and something I've learned and as you and I've talked is that the strategic person often sees gaps other people don't see. Mm -hmm. Um, The strategic person often sees like a way forward or again, with the connectedness and strategic. And I don't know how those two, you know, play off of each other because I have both. So I wouldn't know what it's like to be strategic without being, you know, having connectedness. But to me, it's like helps me in the way that I see all things related to each other. And it shows up a lot in like, but I'm like, okay, how can we, you know, accomplish this? How can we solve this problem, solve this issue, create this connection through what we already have? And so I'm just always looking at what do we have? What's available to us? You know, who is in the room? And if there's someone in the room that someone we want in the room, need in the room, that's not there, how can we get them into the room? How can we utilize what we already have um, to get where we're trying to go? So it just shows up a lot for me, like super practical ways for trying to accomplish, you know, an event and we want a particular group of people there. I mean, my strategy hat will kind of like the mode strategy mode engaged. And um, I will just be thinking, how do we get that group of people there? But I'll always be looking at what do we already have? What connections are already being made? And then how can we push into those more lean into those more? And then occasionally, it's like, how do we make a connection that doesn't already exist? How do we utilize leverage something that we already have to make a new pathway um, that we need to accomplish Mm -hmm. this goal? Well, and I know previously we were talking about um, role or job you had even before you took the women's mm-hmm. director role of helping people do that. Tell me more about that because that was kind of fascinating to me. Yeah. One of the things, and you and I, you know, I'm going to lean back a lot on you and I's relationship and our conversations, but I think it's something that I do without thinking, but it is one of those things where, like I said before, we see things about each other that we can't see about ourselves. And prior to taking on this role, I would work with either small business owners, people who wanted to be speakers, authors, teachers. It really helps us kind of come to, they're like, I have a message. I have a story. I have something I want to share. But it's often in our brains. It's kind of messy. I mean, we know our stuff. People around us who love us know our stuff. But like, how do we, and we think, sometimes we think we're communicating one thing. We're not. We're not communicating that at all. We don't know that because we think we are. And then we kind of get down, down in the muck and the mire of it. Like, I don't know, does my, does my message matter? I don't, I don't know a pathway forward. And so what I would do is help people like sit down, listen, ask good questions, but mostly just listen and let them process and get down to a succinct message they were trying to share. And it's not that all the other messages, it's not that this broader message doesn't matter, but if it's really for the other person. So what are you trying to communicate to that one person? and helping people shape their message. And like, I think I'm just, I'm, you know, if you look at my strengths, <laughs> you know, I feel like I'm uh, suited to this. Like I am wired for this because again, it's, I see gaps that people don't see. I see potential in people. 
I see them as an individual and valuable and their, their message is worthy and necessary. And then I see connections all over the place, like how we can impact people for good and how you can impact people for good by kind of narrowing down your message. And so that's something that I was able to help people do or narrowing down, you know, their product services that they were trying to offer, but communicate it, like not just say like, I'm a chiropractor, but why am I a chiropractor? Why does it matter? Why should you go to that chiropractor? What do they care about? Like help them get their message and not just be like one of many, but actually Mm -hmm. something that speaks to that individual person. Yeah. Mm, That's great. We all need more people like you in our lives, Ginger. (laughs) (laughs) You you know, that's true. Oh, oh, I love to hear that. That's fun. Yeah, it's really true. Well, I want to double click on that in a second. But as you think about belief, what kind of how does that thread kind of overlay who you are and your what -hmm. you bring to the world? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Belief is an interesting one. And, you know, now, of course, that I have known this, I'm trying to think of how long ago I did this strength test. I think it actually did it, you know, so long ago. I think it was when it was like strength finders and so it's, but it had to be some time into my journey as a widow. My husband passed away unexpectedly in 2011 and left me as a, you know, single parent of an elementary age child at the time who's now 19, you know, thank God. And mm. um, we did it and we got there. But at the time, I did not have framework for this belief. You know, I didn't know that this was a strength of mine. But I will say during that time, you know, I found that I had this uh, belief strength. Someone would even say it's like a spiritual gift of faith where I just, it did not, I did not waver. And it's not to say that I haven't had moments where I was like, you know, why did God allow this to happen? Why is this the path I'm living? I mean, of course I'm a human being, but it made sense to me. God is good. Even when life isn't, even when bad things happen, even when things you never saw coming become your life, the life you never wanted is your life. I never felt like that that was that God had let me down or that God wasn't good. And I don't know how to explain that other than, you know, it's a gifting. It's a, it's a way that I'm crafted and created. And then for some people that sounds nonsensical and, and insane. And I tell a story of being at the graveside service and the man, the gentleman that was helping me from the funeral home was standing there and he was not a believer. And we're just kind of talking all things faith. We'd done that over the past few days, spent a lot of time together. And, you know, he just couldn't wrap his head around faith and what that means. And I just told him, he's like, so and we're standing there and he's like, so still this and you, you believe it all. And I just told him, I was like, you know, my life makes no sense apart from this. And um, yeah, as sure as I'm standing here, as sure as this is my life right now, I am absolutely convinced, you know, that Jesus is real, that God is real, that his love for me is unchanging. The Holy Spirit is in me and is going to be with me and that I'm not alone in this and um, that God's not surprised by this in, in the least bit. And I think like, you know, standing on the outside of that as a person who doesn't have faith in, in Jesus or faith in God um, the way that I do, um, that sounds insane. Even for some people who are like, yeah. I, I believe that that would be a hard pill to swallow. It's just one of those things where you just know, like now I know, like, okay, now I have this strength of belief. That's It's how I'm hardwired. And then also, like I said, I think it is a spiritual gift as well. It makes sense, but still, 
it, it kind of doesn't at the same time. So it's just one of those things of mm-hmm. like recognizing that um, not everybody is wired this way and that doesn't make me better or me more faithful or anything like that. It's just a, a way that I'm wired and it's the way that God created me to operate in the world. And that gives me tremendous peace. Mm. Yeah. I love that. It's, it's so neat. Like you say, just to even put words to that of how your belief, your hope and conviction and trust in, like you said, God's goodness is, it's kind of like, it's accentuated because you, you, not that other people don't believe, but I don't know. It it is kind of tricky to to describe what that really is, but it's just it's one of your strengths. And yeah, yeah, and that actually that helps me tremendously because yeah. otherwise it's like I don't know, I don't get it. I, you, it's it's you you can't describe it any more than you could describe why you are wired in any of your other strengths. It just is. And, right. and, and I always want to make sure that I'm making a point that it's not something that I've done. Like, mm-hmm. this is not some like, you know, I think sometimes in spiritual realms, when we're talking about, you know, belief or believing, we can kind of like hyper-spiritualize it and we can make it like something like that I'm doing. I did this. And truthfully, I'm slogging it out like everybody else. Mm-hmm. I am, you know, it's a, it's a work in progress. But part of this where I'm just like, no, I just don't waiver on that, or I haven't had, um, up to this point, I'm just going to say that too, up to this point in my life, I haven't had a place where I was truly crisis of faith. And then, like I said, I mean, I won't ever, but that I haven't is like, because of the way that God made me and because of him, it's not anything having, it's not because of me. Yeah. Mm. Well, and I even just kind of stepping back and looking at what these top five strengths are in you, it's, it's just such a gift. And I mean, I just see how just your presence and who you are is, is such a bright light in the world. I mean, I think of, I mean, it, I didn't know you when your husband passed away, but maybe I kind of met you maybe five or seven years ago. I'm not sure when, mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. But even before I even knew you, could, I could just see just the joy and the Hmm. the confidence and warmth that you had even before we ever really had many conversations. And cause I would think, Oh, I, I heard her husband passed away. And so, you know, people see that and I love just what a light you are. And I'm sure that there've been so many different ways that just, there's been conversations or ways you bless people, encourage people in their journeys, whatever their challenge might be, but just, I love seeing, I, I'm sad that that's part of your story, but mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. how God is using that to strengthen you and even use you in tremendous ways in other people's lives. So I appreciate you saying that, Barbara, that means a lot to me. Thank you so much. Um, truly. And I, I want to say like one little thing on that, and that is, uh, you know, regardless of what our strengths are. So, you know, if you're listening to this and you're like, I don't even know what my strengths are. I don't even know if I have any strengths, Barbara and I are here to tell you, you absolutely 110% do. Um, But also like God uses these strengths. God uses the stories where your strengths are uh, cultivated and maybe, or maybe your strengths come to the surface, right? You're like, Oh, I didn't even know I had that strength, but it, you know, something presses forward kind of like, you know, my husband passing away was kind of like a worst case scenario of like, you find out like what you believe when really hard things happen. Yeah. But 
it, is, it has been the joy of my life when you're saying like how it encourages and strengthens other people. It has been the joy of my life. I will be honest. It wasn't the joy of my life in the beginning. Um, it's mm-hmm. the joy of my life now. It's a work in progress. Yeah. Right after my husband passed away the first couple of years and people, every time someone's husband would pass away, I was like on speed dial. And as much as <laughs> yeah. I loved um, like walking that out with these women and some of them I'm still close with, I, it was still, it was brutal. Not even going to lie. It was brutal. It's like, oh gosh. Yeah. Another um, one. It's hard. And mm-hmm. um, it causes you to be like, you to practice what you preach, right? Not just to say things, say nice, cute things that go on a greeting card, but actually have to live them. And also just show up and just be a listening ear. Oftentimes you're not saying anything but listening. And it's just knowing someone else has been in the same spot you have been in is so helpful and um, so life-giving. And I think that we underscore that in ourselves. So however we're wired, these things that happen to mm-hmm. us in life are these experiences that we've had. They are so valuable to other people who are walking in the same spaces. And now today when someone tells me, you know, someone's husband passed away and I get an opportunity to speak into that or opportunity to connect with that person or take them to lunch. A lot of times I'm just listening and I'm just sitting there saying, you know, I believe in you and that's terrible and that's hard Mm -hmm. and that's challenging and just letting them know that I'm there. Like, I don't have any advice. There's nothing I can say that's going to like yeah, make life sense. instantaneously better. I wish that were the case. But then to them to look at me and be like, man, you've been where I am and you made mm-hmm. it. So I'm going to make it. And I think that that's like the gift of what knowing our strengths are can help us into as well, because it allows us to go places and to know that we are equipped, whether we think we are or not, we're equipped. Um, to walk along alongside people who are uh, maybe walking in similar circumstances, or maybe are the way that we have lived or our life experiences can be a benefit to them. Yeah, that's so good. I know. I think, yeah, like you say, I think there's a lot of women that, or men, or men and women mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. can think, well, does who I am matter? And mm-hmm. I don't know. That's why I'm so driven and passionate about. Mm-hmm. Just this simple assessment. I mean, there's so many more things about yeah. each one of us, but I think it's such a, a great launching pad to be like, yeah, this is this is who I am. I mean, even when I first took it and learned I had empathy and adaptability, those I kind of felt like they were kind of lame strengths. <laughs> and it's like <laughs> no, I mean it, no. but, it, but it really helped me shift. And even I even the last few weeks, I I think wow, people have shared some heavy things Uh with me lately. And I Uh think it makes me rejoice in my empathy because it's like I am just grateful to be able to have opportunities that I can use that strength, like you using Uh your belief and your strategic, I mean, all of them. Uh But Uh I think, I don't know, I I know that there's a lot of people that, like you said, might think, oh, I don't want to take an assessment or put be put in a box or whatever, but... I don't know. I just think it it can be a encouragement and and even just just a learning tool for any of us to to understand more what I mean. A lot of times people will take it and they'll think, oh, well, of course those are my strengths. But like, yeah. okay, so what are you doing with them? Let's take them to yeah. the next level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I would say you know that's that's such an interesting point that you make. I want to make two points. Um, one, I'm going to circle back on you and empathy, but let me make this other one first, which is that. Um, yeah, I mean, now that I look at them and I read through them, sure. Can I see them? Of course I can. But that's very, 
you know, was I, they're kind of nebulous and they're kind of out there and I'm not putting them all together. I'm not recognizing, again, here's the connectedness, right? Here's the connectedness in me. I'm not connecting them all together and seeing how I'm already operating them. So I look at this type of exercise, this type of assessment that you get to do as just helping you to connect with the person that you're already interacting. You're already doing these things. I didn't start doing these things because I took the assessment. Right. I am a, I am, became aware of what I was already doing. And then that, what that does is helps me grow into those things. It also helps me let go of things that are not my thing. So things that people are trying to come to me about, mm. you know, uh, systems and being organized and I'm <laughs> um, being analytical and I'm just going to be like, Oh no, okay, that's, that's going to, someone <laughs> else actually needs to take that on. Cause I'm a super capable person. And I don't know if that's a gift or a curse because oftentimes I think I can, Oh, I could learn that and I could do that. Sure. Of course I could. If I had to, I, of course I could. But knowing that these are my strengths, these are the lane that I was made to run in, frees me up from those other things and knows that there are other people who are actually made that way. And again, this is where the connectedness comes in. I can partner with them. I can say, hey, can you help me with this? And I can literally just be like, and that's going to give them joy. And so I get to get be the joy running in my lane. They get to be the joy running in theirs. We get to work together and, and accomplish all the things. Because this is very purposeful. We're all very different on purpose. This is not because like, you know, we're just trying to be a million flavors. It's because there, there's purpose in this because we need all of these different types of people. And I wanted to circle back to you on the empathy because I, prior to my husband dying, I was, I'm going to be honest, I was not a super empathetic person. I kind of had this like, pull yourself up by your bootstraps you know, like, um, you need to like, you know, get up early, stay up late, work hard, mm -hmm. you know, like you can do it. It's a mindset, all these things. And I just didn't have a lot of empathy for people who walk through pain and sorrow and the brokenness that it caused, uh, that, you know, suffering causes that life causes. And I've become a much more empathetic person. I would definitely empathy probably doesn't even rank anywhere in my top 20, to be honest, but still like, I'm a definitely much more empathetic person, but I do appreciate and recognize empathy now in other people. And it mm -hmm. is such a gift because like when I come to you and tell you something, or I'm sure other people that come to you and tell you something, my daughter, my 19 year old has empathy, have a really, another really good friend who has empathy. Um, like I can go and tell them and know that I'm safe with them. They're mm -hmm. never going to turn it on me. They're never going to be like, well, you know what you should have done. That's not coming from them. It's a safe place to go, a safe place um, mm -hmm. to share. And it's such a gift. So it's not a lame strength at all. I'm so grateful. <laughs> I'm so grateful. Oh, well, thanks. I appreciate that encouragement. Yeah. Well, I've learned to embrace it mm -hmm. over the years. Mm -hmm. This yes. podcast is about. Yeah. I love it. Well, these are just, we could go on and on. Mm -hmm. We're just kind of both preaching to the choir here, I think. Yeah. But what what has brought you joy lately or put a smile on your face? Oh, goodness. Okay, there's a, there's a couple of things. I was going to say, I anytime that I get to connect someone to a gifting that they have and they get to connect with people and you see them you know, running in their lane, you see them do the thing that they were called and made to do. And maybe that's not a forever thing. That's what, that's, I always want to put some bumpers on these things too. It's like sometimes these things are seasonal. Sometimes these things are going to grow into something else. But whenever I get a chance to connect with someone, I had a woman come into my office and we were kind of like brainstorming, like she wanted to be used. She wanted her gifts and talents to be used. She wanted to come alongside. I could see a lot of like shepherding and, you know, kind of friend, mentor 
uh, qualities in her. And we, through some talking that we did and, and praying, we just realized that she was more geared to student ministry, to high school, um, more so than for women. And like just watching over the past year as she has run in that lane, just, I mean, just done so many things, created relationships. I see these young women and the way that they gravitate towards her, how they are, you know, this kind of like this iron sharpening iron. They're, you know, they're both uh, growing together, but just this beautiful relationship and recognizing that like I had like some teeny tiny, I mean, like very small part in that of just encouraging. And then like the relationship she and I have is such a gift because like I get to know things about young women that I wouldn't know otherwise. I get to support her and lift her up in what she's doing. And so it's like, it's just this thing that's like, it's kind of supernatural and it's growing way past my little tiny part, you know, that I, that I had to say in that. And then last week we got to do a big event here at our local church and women from all over, from our church, from multiple campuses, from women who don't go to our church at all came. And we just talked about some issues that can be sometimes divisive or confusing for people. And I walked away from there because I'm on this incredible group of women who lead out the women of our community and they are rock stars. I came across, I came out of there being like, we get this opportunity, this huge, beautiful opportunity to be in community with some of the best women on the planet, I'm convinced. And just to walk away from there, just knowing that we encouraged one another, we lifted one another up, we told the truth, we operated in grace it was a gift. It was a straight gift. And I felt like I was like on a cloud for, you know, mm. the next day and a half. And just recognizing that when we all are working together and we're all working in our gifting, like we get to do some amazing things that would just would not be possible if we were each operating on our own. So it was a gift. Yeah. Oh, that's, I love that. Yeah. Cause it's like when, like you say, when we're getting to do what we love and we're made for, it's mm-hmm. just so fun. And it, yeah blesses and encourages others. So yeah, we all need to be doing more of that. Yes. Yes. Agreed. That's great. Well, Ginger, this has been so great to visit with you and get a little more glimpse into you and your strengths and how they show up. And I appreciate just your insight and I hope it encourages someone else that's listening today. So thanks so much. Thanks, Barbara. Thanks for having me. It was fun. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope this time has given you hope and encouragement about how amazing you are or helped you understand someone you know or work with or love. If you're curious about your top five strengths, you can take the assessment at cliftonstrengths.com. If this episode's been helpful to you, please leave a review, share the podcast with a friend, or subscribe to Embrace Your Strengths podcast. You can find more information at barbaracolwell.com. I sure look forward to our next time together. Take care.